Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Hey, everyone. Lady friends here today. <laughs> I am his wife, BT Dubs, <laughs> regardless of what people in the comments may say. All right, lady friend, honey, whatever. Anyway. Not a pastor. <laughs> what? Yeah, because rem- that's what they said. They go, oh, like, I'm just a woman pastor. Oh, 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 oh. I, so I said, right. I'm right. not a pastor. Oh, that's right. I was like, wait, what? Like, what I understand talking? that most churches, like, the husband's a pastor and then the wife apparently is a pastor, too. That is not biblical. So that is oh, yeah, not no, what I'm, I'm doing here. And <laughs> apparently a that's a thing. Now. Yeah, it's like, a seriously, lot. now, like, so many churches, the wife is also a pastor along with the husband. And that's insanity. A few few things head in that direction or if if they don't consider a i've seen also some churches that are trying to stretch every single possible way that they can yeah to say that no she's not a pastor she's leading women's (laughs) group that men's just happen to be at yeah yeah like what why you can't okay you can apparently in this church (laughs) apparently um According to the American church, you can do a lot of things and that rem- biblical. And, you know, again, I think it's really important to note that this has nothing to do with, uh, especially the way the world thinks of gender roles now and all these conversations. This has nothing to do with, um, you know, toxic masculinity. I oh, don't even gosh, know what, yeah. what, like, what you would, um, you know, some of the stuff, it's just so hard for me to even listen to. The, the because it's so insane. It's just like, like is this a Jen Hatmaker is, is and her husband, um, they always are on there apologizing for like and saying, I just, I don't know. I just, uh, I don't understand these things. I um, don't know what your podcast is even about today. So I well, could have totally it, it, well, just I, I, you I mean, up. <laughs> okay. So, no, you didn't. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, I mean, you, you kind of got me up. I mean, it kind of goes all together, actually. I mean, it was, it was basically just a, um, you know, Romans 1 just keeps going through my head consistently. And I've noted a few different times on this podcast, one of my favorite um, sermons that um, John MacArthur has done is on Romans 1, specifically verses 18 through 32. Uh, he's got a sermon on that it's called the wrath of a I, or I don't know it's not the name i wish i would i don't have it in front of me um but he's he talks about i don't think it's called the wrath of abandonment i think it's called when god abandons a nation i'm, I'm almost positive i think that's that sounds called. right we'll try to find it and put it in the description yeah i'll try i, I don't ha, yeah i'll try I'll, I'll try to put it in the description i don't have it in front of me but um it's one of my favorite sermons that he does because he he points out how clear Paul's point is in in Romans 1 uh, starting at 18 here Uh, let me go ahead and just read it um, so we're not confused and then we'll talk about it a little bit starting in verse 18 for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth for what can be known about God is plain to them because God has showed it to them for his invisible attributes namely his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world and these things that have been made so that they are without excuse for although they knew God in verse 21 they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him but they became futile in their thinking 
and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory for the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. Therefore, God gave them up in the lust of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worship and serve the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions. For their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature. In verse 27, And the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another. Men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. For they were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossips, slanderers. Haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. All right. First, I want to uh, note here, this is a really contested uh, piece of scripture. This is what a lot of people will, will uh, there's a lot of pastors and teachers that will point to a lot of, um, fittingly so, uh, but they will point to a lot of the things, you know, like the, the, um, the clear sexual immorality there, the, you know, the clear homosexuality um, references there. They will go back and they'll say, you know, let's use you know, they'll use the big words. They'll go, hey, let's use hermeneutics and let's let's understand that Paul was, you know, was talking about the first century and what was going on. And in and, and the first century he didn't necessarily mean the, you know, the church of all time, which is one of the most ridiculous statements that I've ever heard in my life. Because, I mean, yes, I mean, taking uh, this full context, there was lit, there was nothing that you can, you know, sure, times were different. Uh, but there was there's far more similarities and parallels to uh, ancient Rome and what we are dealing with now than there is um, things that were only, um, you know, for that time and place in the first century. So that that ridiculous argument gets thrown out the window. And I mean, it's it's it, it is ridiculous. It's just it's that's what it's a heretic's cry because it's what you say when you don't like what Scripture actually says. And it's, it's, that's completely false. And one of the things that John points out here is that what Paul is doing here is making a point that you can tell the status of your nation, your people, you can tell what's going on it, by what's going on inside of your nation, <laughs> like just simply. So you could tell and, and you could see that God has given these people up 
to these things and what things this is what we're talking about here i mean this is just so many things over the past couple months i have not been able to even podcast on them because i have sat down and tried and even tried to think some of them through and i just haven't been able too to fast they have <laughs> they, i mean they, they they literally have all happened too fast i mean there's um you know i i I, I do like to hit, you know, the popular Christian issues and culture and society and everything like that as much as I can, because, um, you know, I think it's just my way of reaching out to that um, out into the world and trying to to reach that Christian that, that's out there in this and trying to get them to understand um, what's what's truly going on here why we are seeing these things. Um, we did a podcast a few days ago about a pastor who went full pig in his sermon about women and how they need to be hot and they can't be, you know, uh, they can't look aged or they can't be uh, overweight or, or, you know, anything like that for a man to love them. And, and you know, you need to be his prized possession. That was absolutely disgusting, literally disgusting. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm the type of person that just gets so angry and I just want to put my fist in somebody's mouth when that kind of stuff comes out. Cause I'm like, how can you say that? Like, I, I just don't know how God has the patience that he does. Cause I don't fully possess it. And yeah, <laughs> I, I try, difficult. I pray, yeah. um, but um, I, I don't. So uh, there I mean, was... just listening to his, quote unquote sermon was so cringeworthy and awful. Like I yeah, cannot even like, imagine physically being a member like, of that. Somebody church. married you? Like I, yeah. how did this happen? Yeah. Um you know, so there was that. There there's of course, um I, I've I've stayed quiet on Ravi Zacharias because I think that that one was pretty much well, there's nothing um, to, to argue. Like, there's nothing no, to respond to. This, there's not people. now. And now um, we know. And if you don't, you know, if you're not aware and if you're one of the ones criticizing me for saying anything in the first place, um, you know, Ravi Zacharias, uh, RZIM is going away. They're shutting they're shutting it down. Um, as it should and be. as there should. And, and he is going away because of these things. And the fact that these were facts and, and I had a long um, you know, uh, I, I feel that I had educated somebody, uh, conversation with them, uh, about this very thing and about how us as Christians, it's important to, you know, no, it's not, we, I'm not, I never said that Ravi Zacharias is in hell and I made that judgment. I don't know. I believe if you're going to ask me, what do I think? I'm doesn't look good. I think that he is. Right, not in hell, but he's in the place of the dead because you know hell is saved for it. Well, that's a different podcast, but um. Anyway, it that that judgment isn't up to me. He very very well in the last breath that he took could have repented, and the thief on the cross um, shows that you know that the, there's hope and the, there's possibility in that. Um, but there's absolutely zero indication of that. And, and, every, and matter of fact, I mean, we, you know, there, there's just so much hidden from that goes so far back that we don't even bother with. So, um, but we, you know, we can't, we have to also understand that we, we can't cheapen this. 
We can't cheapen our faith because things are hard. And we can't not say these things because, you know, you don't feel like we have to stand up and get a backbone at some at some point. And that's what saying that it's not, you know, what's what's going on. It's like, no, you, you know, we don't want to ever condemn anybody, but you, you have to see the certain reality that's in front of us. And um, as I said, Ravi was just one of those. Now we've got everybody's you know, flip their script on the Satan shoes that have come out. Um, if you haven't heard of them there. Do you hear that Nike's filing a lawsuit against him for they it? They did, yeah, because yeah. they, they took 666 pairs of these uh, older Nikes and they cut. And, and he's a rapper, And he's right? a rapper, mm-hmm. correct. And this is, um, uh, what's his name? Nas? Lil Nas? Uh, oh, yeah. Not, like that, right? uh, little, little Nasa X, I think is oh, his name. Oh, okay. X. Um, we don't know. He's also, um, if I'm really ignorant right now, so if somebody can correct me, but I'm pretty sure he is the first openly gay rapper in history. Like, openly gay. Like, like celebrates it. Um, and according to his new music video. Anyway, but he had um, uh, 666 pairs of these old Nikes customized with a pentagram on the tongue and upside down cross tab. Um, they were, they were all black, um, and had six, six, six on them. Uh, they were like the, the cushion soles that have like the clear bubble soles. Yeah. So then they filled it with red ink and And there's a drop of of human blood from the team, the creative team that, that designed these from somebody other. There's a drop of their blood mixed into that, so there's human blood inside of this, the cushion part of this. Because that's shoe. what everybody needs in a good pair of tinnies. Uh, yeah, just get a <laughs> drop of blood. Where does this come from? And, I, I understand. I, I'm not truly. And they've got. Um, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think what else. Um, oh, it's that's right. It's got Luke ten eighteen on there. It's the reference with Jesus says, "I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning." Um, so they they have that, and they're all, of course, they're designed all uh, satanic looking and everything, and and uh, everybody's flipping out they're about black. them. Which I'm, I mean, I I agree. I mean, I'm not I'm not making light of that. They're horrible and blasphemous and disgusting. I mean, but what do you expect from a gay rapper of the world? And, you know and, what I mean? Like, and I, of course you know, they're and awful, but I don't. Under, I guess I'm more so more so surprised at like the shock factor everybody's having like the world is evil and disgusting everywhere you look so there's shoes to go along with it now you know what i mean yeah and you know what's funny though is the same company also i don't get the shock factor the same this same company that made these satan shoes for well not say they made uh jesus shoes before i find that far more blasphemous than this in my opinion I find the Jesus shoes far more blasphemous than these Satan, I don't know, whatever they're called, the Satan shoes. I know is what everybody is posting. I don't know if that's actually yeah, what the they're Jesus, called. Yeah, like, the Jesus shoes were the same, except for they had um, some water for the, from, from the, the Jordan, Jordan yeah. in the soles. And they had, um, they were white and they had the cross on the tongue. I mean, they were literally were there the- 777 yes, pairs of Yes, yeah, they were ones? literally- yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, that's a good question because I'm not sure if that's 
I'm just guessing. But I'm, like, guess, I'm, I'm guessing that's what it is. But I would find um, that way more, like Christians should have been much more upset in discussing that, especially with their children or whoever, you know, that might see that. I think like, I just don't understand this shock. Fa- like, yeah, when I saw the Satan shoes and whatever, and I saw it, like I clicked on it and then it was playing his video or whatever. And I was like, okay, walking away, I'm done. Like, but it's the world, the world already worships Satan. Even those that think that they're good people, but yet are, are wrapped up in the world and its systems. You know what I mean? Like that's what it is. So well, I'm not surprised by that. You know what's so funny is that, and, and hopefully I can articulate this point because it, it's kind of hard to understand the way that Satan works sometimes for people, and I and I understand that he's he's tricky, he's crafty. But well, and the way that I think he works the majority of the time is not the way that we openly teach, portray, discuss worn you know what i mean so then i feel like when you get into it, it's like whoa he does what now you so know what i mean here's here's the thing with yeah i do and and in here and you're exactly right but here's the thing with what's going on it, especially if you have seen his mu- his new music video um it's the song that little nos guy yes little nox x um his new song i'm looking up it i'm look i'm looking up it Looking up I'm, it. I'm looking up it right now. I'm looking it up because I don't remember the name of the song. Not that we're saying, please go look this up, but just whatever the song's called. To yes, but it. if you've heard about it, just to um, just to note, um, Montero is that the new one? Yeah, that's the new I one. I don't know. Um, it's the it's the music video where he literally rides a stripper pole down to hell and then gives Satan a lap dance and then breaks Satan's neck. And, and like takes, takes his, his horns, his like horns, yeah. And but clearly, this guy making these funky so, shoes is the worst that's going on. But <laughs> I was reading um, some things about this particular song and about that video. And one of the things that was interesting was the whole reason why he did this video. Yes, he is openly gay. Um, is that shock factor because, you know, and this is always the way that it works. Um, when he grew up, you know, he always grew up with people telling him that he would go to hell and, and uh, you know, being, all these things are wrong. And, and you know, uh, and that's what he's saying, basically, um, with this whole video is he's saying that all those people that were were holding me down, that were, were saying all of these things about me, he's like, of course not. Of course I don't. Um, worship Satan. Of course, I don't drink blood and, you know, don't. in the way that we think, right? Like, quote like, unquote, worshiping. He's Satan like, the whole is. reason why we're doing all this is he goes, yeah. it's a production to show you that, like, I'm a normal person just like you. I don't, yeah. I don't, um, you know, sacrifice, sacrifice children. I don't, you know, do all these things. I'm normal just like you. But, What's funny is what he's doing is he's shock factor and he's prodding Christians for this exact response because he's calling it out, though. And look how Christians are responding. Right. We're freaking out. Satan shoes. No, the world. What's happening? And and then what he's coming around. It's like Marilyn Manson all over again. Exactly. But then what he's coming around and saying is going, yo, you're a hypocrite, dude. You're going to say that you don't want. I'm gay and I can't, you know, I can't be gay. But you're over here, you're cheating on your wife, you've got, you know, um, 
you know, all you're, you're cheating people at work. You're doing all these mm-hmm. things, but yet, oh, but don't worry. I'm not gay. I'm not like outwardly, you know, like doing things. You're like living that. with your girlfriend and sleeping with your boyfriend and living together when you're not married and doing all this other stuff. But thank goodness you're not gay yeah, thank because goodness that would not, be just crossing the line. You're not gay. And then they think and they clump the Catholic church into all Christianity. So they say that. You know, okay, you've got Look what the Catholic um, Church, you know, does. Catholic Church, you know, and in, in, in the whole, um, you know, their whole issues. We don't really even need to go into that. Um, <laughs> that but, is not but that this is what the first thing that these people do. It's interesting because anybody that has a bad, anybody that's famous that has a bad taste for Christianity, it usually comes from the Catholic Church. You listen to Joe Rogan. You listen to Jerry, uh, Joey Diaz. You listen to, and those are completely with merit. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, you should have yeah. And, and, and they the do. And, and most of that's it not biblical. <laughs> is because of the hypocritical garbage that's yep. out there. But that's the thing, and, and and this is the point: is that all this boils back down to sexual immorality and sexual immorality as we just read in Romans 1 18 through 32 was the fact that sexual immorality is the first sign in a nation that has been abandoned by God God gave them up to these things and it's not just in one way and that's what we're freaking out we're Mm -hmm. freaking out over this one thing but yet we refuse to look in the mirror we refuse to look at all of the things in our life i mean before you came down here i saw i showed you an ad and i i asked you like it was this woman was clothed but she had her legs spread open and i was like show me what hun tell me the first thing that you noticed with this picture because all the first, the thing that she's sitting like that. And I was like, yeah, this used to not be acceptable. Well, because literally nobody has any shame anymore. Like our whole big thing is to make sure that we're not shaming anyone. There's no shame. And I'm sorry, I'll just say it. We need to bring shame back because some of y'all need to feel ashamed. I, for I what very you're much doing. agree. And if you want to think that's legalistic, fine. Then go ahead and, and, and have that thought about it. We're not ashamed that we go to church in yoga pants. We're not ashamed to be sleeping with somebody that we're not married to. We're not ashamed to be obsessed with the love of the world. Sorry, I can't come to church. March Madness is going on. You know what I mean? Like, we feel no shame for any of these things. Yeah, I mean, there's no an excuse And to call for, that out, right? Because there's people now who are mad that I even just said those things because, oh my gosh, how dare you? Well, because you should should <laughs> show me right, biblically right. And, any and other well, way what i want to say is look around in the world right now and look around at society and tell me where i'm wrong mm-hmm. where where so where does your argument come in when this conversation look, is no longer biblical please stand look, up and you let tell us me, know what, where do you think men like ravi zacharias come from where do you exactly. think that this comes from do you think this comes from a small little first time you know let's you know go oh, just because i'm doing no mm-hmm. this is over and this is losing your your shame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you're losing 
I'm getting worked up. Everybody knows. Everybody's probably cracked up right now. Like, no, but I think of that. Scene I lose in, words when I get no, so mad. But like the so... scene in Walk the Line right after, which I like trying to find my best thing, but I, this is just what I think of all the time. But that scene in Walk the Line, right, where after June's gotten divorced again, she's on one, like her second divorce or whatever, and she goes in the grocery store and she meets the lady and, you know, she says something along the lines of like, you know, your parents were nice Christian folk or something like that. And then she's like, oh, I'm so... And she's like, oh, I'll tell him you said so. And she's like, well, I'm surprised they still talk to you. Yeah, right? she's and, like, and, a, but it makes divorce that, is an abomination. Yeah, but it makes that lady like the bad lady it in the did, movie yeah. of, you know, oh my gosh, it's just a divorce. Don't we know that, you know, John is her true love? And it's like, okay, well, scripture also says that he who marries the divorced woman is in adultery. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. And that's a whole different conversation. It's not that we're going into that because there's healing and everything, of course, right? We're not saying that there isn't. But the fact that just to see where we're at in the world today where you can, I mean, divorces, not a big deal. No shame in that. None. Um, d- there's reason there living uh, shacking up as my mom used to call it living yes. with your boyfriend and or girlfriend, so, which, which yes, Heidi and I both did not, we didn't live together, but we certainly um, were I was sleeping pregnant together at before, and she was pregnant. <laughs> at certainly what more before. is to be said? So, you guys can fill in the blank. And that's not okay. People try to point no. that back and go, Oh, what? So you think it's a, I'm like, no, I don't. Somebody should smack me upside the head I, with the I Bible. I wish somebody <laughs> would have said that. <laughs> I but I, I grew up in the church and I didn't get it. I knew it was wrong that we shouldn't have been sleeping together. But like, okay, so you're not supposed to do it. What's the big deal? Everybody else does. That was my understanding. As a child who grew up in a Christian home, Christian schooling, all of the church services, that was my understanding. Yeah, and, and you know. You're telling me there's no problem with the church today so this when it leads comes me to into sexual that, immorality. This leads me into that other article that I was trying to podcast on for two weeks. About <laughs> that you just couldn't get through that I couldn't get through because it was written about the Atlanta shooter uh, that that went in and shot up the massage parlors, and it was written from a worldly perspective, like everything is. But it was against evangelicals. They said that this is a th- familiar thorn in evangelical side, because apparently this guy was oppressed, uh, sexually oppressed, and and. You know, grew up with values and... and So because he had this massive morality pumped into him from the church, it made him a lunatic. So this is blaming the church for for creating people like this for sexual purity. Yeah. Wow. If that does not sound like inventors of evil, I don't know what does. Because you're you're literally twisting morality and saying that this is the cause of suppression that leads somebody to go murder 10 people. So clearly, or eight. I don't, the, I don't remember. But clearly eight. the point of the problem here is being pumped with morality, that sexual purity is an important thing, right? Yeah. I, I mean, but the, remember even like this article was discussed. Okay. Can I just ask though? I mean, we're not that old, but we're in our 30s. Ask our kids. They think different. Yeah, our kids think we're dinosaurs. We're in our mid to some of us latter 30s. Oh, thanks. And um, when we were kids even, if you were, like I'm talking when we were teenagers in high school, if your count of how many people you would slept with was starting to fill up one hand, <laughs> that was kind of like, oh, 
seriously? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, like us as teenagers who were living immoral lives would be like, gosh, you've slept with how many people? You know what I mean? Like there was even a little sense of shame there. You know what I mean? And now you look at this. I feel like if it was even more than it, when we were young, I feel like if it was even more than your girlfriend, it was like, dude, what's wrong with you? Yeah. And so now like, I look at things, thankfully, not that we're dealing with with like, our children, but I look at things that are like becoming just so again, there's no shame. This is okay. If your teenager is, you know, needs extra hands to help them count how many people they've slept with, like it's no big. They're exploring themselves. And well, I, I mean, there's so many things that everybody says and it's just okay. Um, I actually had a conversation with a friend yesterday because there were some girls in their church who were kind of uh, just the way they were talking about boys was very much objectifying the boys. You know, we kind of had that conversation of, you know, that's funny because if the boys in the youth group were objectifying the girls, we'd have set everybody to the side and this is a huge deal. Yeah. But yet these girls are doing it to multiple boys and it's just like, oh gosh, kind of cute. She has a crush, you know, whatever. But it's like, why, why is any of this okay in the church? Let alone, you know, the skewed way that we have it. I mean, there's just so much of it, but nobody, why is nobody standing up and saying your salvation matters to me and what you're doing is sin. And, and, and let's go through this and let's talk about, you know what I mean? Like, let's make sure that we understand what the issue is here, you know, and but we're going to freak out over Satan shoes. Exactly. And, and that's, I, I, that's what I don't that's get. That's the thing is that Satan, the, the, you said something earlier that's very true. This is Marilyn Manson all over again. And I um, mean, all throughout high school, I was a huge Marilyn Manson fan. I love Marilyn Manson. Every, but I was like, not just listening to his music. Like I was really into the dude because uh, he interests me. Um, he was something that, uh, of course, it was everybody did this clutch, you know, clutch my pearls Because we are in, we grew up, again, the, you grew up you know, in a Christian just, church, Christian just schooling. As, yeah, just as people had Kiss and, um, you know, all these different, we, each generation had it. Was and, it Pink Floyd with playing the song backwards and yeah, all those things? Yeah, um, but anyway, listening to Marilyn Manson's music not justifying any of his music because a lot of his music is horrible. However, what he's He's doing in a majority of his music (laughs) is he's pointing out hypocrisy and very valid, true hypocrisy. And these things like we're so quick to call them out in somebody like that. We're so quick to go point to a guy like Marilyn Manson, like little Nas X, but we're so not trained to go look in the mirror or go look in your church on Sunday or to go, you know, not, your not family, to, those your, right your around fa- you, you know, you know, no, it, it's, we want to look at the guys that are out there doing that. And that's how Satan works. That's how he's genius. He goes, okay, of course, I'm going to get you literally to call out the very same thing that you're doing. Uh, the very same thing in a different way and make you look like an idiot. And that, I mean, that's what he does perfectly. But, you know, I, 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 I think especially with this little, uh, little Nas X. Um, does the X stand for 10 or is it 
Do you have? I, you I don't have know. No idea. I, uh, I'm so. Uh, were you asking that no, in case like, like somebody? Oh man, I'm I hope I wasn't so, saying that. Like I'm so out of the loop. Like I don't follow any of these things. I don't know obviously. where dude came from. Like, but well, what's that other guy te- in hip? No, what was that? Tichi something? Whatever. Oh, Takashi Six Nine. Whatever. Anyways, I am like just kind of fascinated by the names of these things. Like, where do these <laughs> things come from? Like, we've gotten so creative. I the guess. Dude, I, don't I mean, not like not like in a. Uh, I'm not saying this in a derogatory way. I mean, he literally looks like a Fruit Loop, like a box of Fruit Loops. Yeah, no, like, that, like yeah, and. Like this was something like this was something that was laughable like years ago. Like these kind of things, like especially these rappers now and I know. these people that are in hip hop and stuff. I'm like, from, like, wait, legit gangster rap. I'm like, this. what? The heck? <laughs> this wow, this took a turn that I was not even expecting. Um, I like want to go back to the early '90s and like yeah, just I'm show like, these guys. You, and be like, what is you happening? See, you're gonna tell Dr. Dre back in 1992 no that he can't. He could have something pink on his head. Like what? I know. Get out of here. But that's not, I mean, it's not okay. It's, it's none of this is okay. It's, this is just for relatability to understand that like, this has always been around. It has not, it's not something that's new. Of course we flip out and we act like it's the end of the world whenever something like this comes up, but it's not necessarily the end of the world because of these things are so just, yes, this is all just labeling what your, your society is like. How Christians don't understand this, I don't know. I wish I could teach this. Like, I wish I could figure out how to teach this to, to, to show you. Uh, I don't tell, know if you could s- get through your frustration of, ah! Well, no, just, <laughs> just so, I mean, it's so, like, look. I don't get it You either. understand that the things that are, like, the movies that you see, the yep. music that you hear, the people that are famous in your, you realize that this is a reflection of society. Yes. How do you not understand that? Yeah. How do you not get it? It's not that difficult. Well, we only have a, a cancel culture it, society because we've got some teacher now going on TikTok saying that Band-Aids are racist. You know what I mean? Like, that was the latest headline I saw today. Are day. you kidding me? No, that's legit. Like, apparently she she calls her, somehow she's labeled herself or whatever as a woke teacher. And it's something about Band-Aids being racist. Like, I honestly couldn't even click on it because I was like, I don't even want to live in a world where you I know why Band-Aids, Band-Aids are you racist. You can't cancel Band-Aids? Like, no, but it's like, but that's only the culture that we have because it's the hearts of the people. That's the other thing, right? When we look at the church, well, why is these the things just doing don't get this? a platform to just like throw stuff out there and be like, hey, let's see if this works? Yeah, <laughs> like, no kidding. Like it comes from somewhere. It really does. But it's the same thing with the church. I mean, you look at how the church is largely in a state of apostasy. If you go out there and you spin around and you throw a rock at, you know, one of the church, I'm not saying throw rocks at church, but you know what I mean? Like you go out and you spin around, you point at one of the churches around you. Guess what? It's probably a false church, right? It's just the numbers are, the odds are that most of these things are false. Most people that profess to be Christians are living in unrepentant sin and don't honestly even know what scripture teaches. That's just the sad reality of no, and where it's we're true. at that's not being mean to anyone it's just truth it is it's true terrifying. this is from experience yeah. this is experience i i would say i, I mean not well, that's what we spend the most of our time since we even started ministry a few years ago we spent most of our time doing people going oh my gosh i grew up in the church that's why we call it growing up churchy because we were the same way we grew up in the church doing all these things and it wasn't until we got older we started digging in for ourselves questioning everything and going wait a second that's not what it says 
You know, and what it's the so heck funny is going because on? these these things again, they have they have occurred all throughout history too. Back in the Old Testament, it was the same way many times. Matter of fact, Travis, uh, my my associate pastor, he just or our associate pastor just um, did a sermon this past week on on you know Israel rediscovering um, you know the law and and turning yeah. back to God and and, and continuing back. Now, I'm not suggesting that that's what we're 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 on on the direction for here, but it, I would pray that that would be the case. But yeah. Scripture doesn't leave that open for that. But it does it does have people that are standing up, and it's not. I mean, it's it's very few and far between. But we do see people standing up and going, "Hey, let's rediscover this truth about God's word here, because we have let our society and world get out of control." and understanding that if we get a hold of at least that understanding, then we can move forward and say, okay, well, we, we, we can tell that through scripture telling us that these things go from bad to worse. Okay. That's what Paul indicates to Timothy. That that's the indication that we have throughout the, the epistles, no matter how you want to twist it. That's, that's where we get to. Okay. And it's, it's not, this isn't specifically talking about, the first century Christians that would be, you know, persecuted and martyred. No, that's not, this, this has to be for anybody who has ears to hear. This goes throughout the church age. And it's tying that along in with the parables of Matthew. We can see that this, these two things grow together and this false church and this false you know these this this unknown this uh, like this knowledge that we've lost like all of this is going to get bigger. There's just going to be more and more people that that don't have this knowledge that think that they do. They'll invent their own ways, but it, this is just indicating a society going for or a, a people going further out of control. It's not like we've you know you've won any victory here, uh, but we have this. We have this sense of morality, but we don't understand that our morality damns us just like immorality. You can thank John MacArthur for that one. I love that quote. It is one of your most used lines in it our is. house. <laughs> it is. But it's so it true. It truly is. He no, goes, really our morality is. damns just as much yep. as really immorality does. does. And that's the point of musicians like Marilyn Manson and, and not saying to listen to them and saying that this is good because no, this is how the devil uses, um, you know, it, it takes a very, you know, thought oriented person to be able to, to understand their music and to understand what they're saying or what they're attempting to say. Um, you have to, you know, cause it's so ludicrous and it's so, you know, just out there and he, and big and that always fascinated me. It's like, okay, so there's some sort of message behind this. What is it? Because you can't just be, you know, literally praying to Satan and, and sacrificing children and do it. You like, you, you can't be well, like, what are you saying? And then you, you, you come to find out that it's, it's literally just labeling hypocrisy and showing you that, Hey, we're both on the same train down here. It's not just me, dude. It's you too. And I'm, I'm acting, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, some kind of freak to, to get my point across, but, and I don't agree with that. And I, I think it's wrong and I don't listen to any of this type of music 
I don't listen to, you know, I don't watch any type of film or anything like that. Um, unless a lot of times I'm sent these things that I'll, I'll watch or I'll see this come across on a news story. And I, you know, and I think for, um, you know, not only podcasting purposes, but also um, just the, you know, for, for teaching well, part purposes of your job too. To be informed. You're it is. I mean, it's, it, if I'm not informed on these things and, you know, these things, but come you're also some... not sitting around watching completely no. inappropriate TV shows going, well, I just need to be informed, you know? No, absolutely <laughs> no. not. No, I mean, our, you know, I'm absolutely not. That's part of the, and that's part of the problem. That's part of this whole over sex over, you know, culture is, Every TV show, everything, even the good ones we have out there, there's elements in there that we, we don't even see, that we and don't even know. And thus our notice. family is rewatching Little House on the Prairie for like the 900th time. <laughs> and that's different. I mean, there are there are shows like that that exist that didn't. But even then, there's there's still little things in there. Like, no, there is. Yeah, um, there's always something somewhere. You know, there's. I remember there was a couple times there was a couple women in that um, that were... Yeah. You know, that was like, okay, I don't We even I, I have see, Little House on the Prairie episodes we skip over. And, and then there were a couple <laughs> times, too, where Charles, it was just like, okay, you don't need, this is... Is that necessary? That's, that's not necessary. So it's 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 on both sides. It, you know, and it kind of brings back um, what you said about the girls and the, the basketball team talking about the, the boys. And, it's, and that's one thing we try to teach. I try to teach our kids... Travis and the girls both is, you know, okay. So this person's built like this, this person's built like this. What makes this person look better than this person? Do you know, like, does that, that's your thought? Like, this is, this is what society tells you that this looks better. Granted, we don't, I mean, you know what I'm saying, but so that's what we, why do we have to look at these things? And you have to understand that even merely looking at these things, yeah. this is a sexual problem. It's an oversexed culture, even in the church that we don't even know. Why are girls even looking at that in a boy? Of course, natural attraction is going to be there. Oh, he's cute. But that's your brother in Christ. But that's your brother. But why? But you day. can have more control and you can teach your kids more control not to we how i mean sure we have a nature in us that goes straight sinful and will automatically sin no matter what but we help it right along especially with our children and now that we're older and we're grown and we make these mistakes and we understand these things it's our duty to pass that on to the other generation to understand hey Let's not look at th these things and say these things about people. Not only is it not about looks, because what if somebody, it's not their fault that they look like that and they're a much better person than this person who looks great and is void of anything. You know, like you don't know, oh, so you're going to go and, and, and run right into a relationship out of looks and not off of personality, which We've said before, yeah, there's there's certain elements in there that, that you can't help. I very much admitted in, in past podcasts, we've talked about it before. There's reasons that I went after you, and there's reasons that you went after, you went ahead and allowed me. And it wasn't just in, your personality. And it wasn't just, <laughs> you know, no, and it wasn't just it wasn't. these things. So there is, there's certain 
things about that that, yes, will always be there. But when it comes to, oh, you know, like looking at different parts and, and other than teach somebody to look at the face, <laughs> you know, like that, you, you don't, that's, that's where a person is. It's what not about being able to connect with someone without objectifying them exactly, the whole time. Like, can exactly. I just talk to you like a normal human being? Again, like a brother in Christ or a sister in Christ, regardless. Well, but I mean, it's just, it, it's, it's a shame to me that even, I, I think, you know, as a woman and all women feel this way and that there's no, there's no way to get around this. Um, but it, it, it's a shame that you have to feel like, oh, is my fat hanging out? Is it? You know, uh, you know it is. It is awful. And and it's what's awful too is because we live in again such a culture that has been given up and is so over sexualized. You know, and I'm not talking about morbid obesity. No, 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 no. But you're talking about the point where I mean, I can say that I've had times where I've been at the grocery store or wherever it doesn't even matter, and you get put into whatever circumstance it might possibly be, where all of a sudden you're like. Like, yeah, oh my gosh, like, do I need to suck it in? Like, is that person staring at me? You know what I mean? Like, we yeah, get put in this, like, really uncomfortable situation, but it's literally unavoidable in the world. And it's not that I walk around in revealing clothing that's just putting myself out there, and that's why I'm always trying to make sure I look good so that way people's heads will be turned. It's the opposite. But you get put into these situations where it's like, ah, you know, no, and I mean, you even, start even wearing Even wearing modest clothing, sometimes you can feel like you're too big for modest clothing. Absolutely. And and, and that's a shame that you feel that way because it's a shame that you go out and know that you that you have to be conscious of these. Things. Well, what if somebody thinks this or what are they thinking or what? And and we go, oh, no, well, I don't think about or worry about that stuff. It's like, well, no, you may not. But subconsciously you do. And it's part of it, it's part of this. So, you know, I think there is a way, though, to start. I, I know there's a way I'm not perfect, but I know there's a way to pull out of this. There is, and you just start looking at things differently. And when you truly have the spirit, you're able to look at these things and somebody differently. You look at people different. You look at them for them. And we need to teach our children and our loved ones, whoever. we need to teach them the same thing. You know, we don't become legalistic. We don't, but, but we'll sit down and we'll go, okay, well, you don't, you know, if you're going to say, don't say something bad about somebody. You're not perfect either. Nobody is, you know, that's, that's just the way that we, we go about it. I mean, everybody's got something. What? Because you were made in an image of God and that person wasn't, you know what I mean? Like where's our heart at with this? There's always a heart issue that connects to every single thing. So let's find that. Let's focus on that. But this is where. This is so ingrained in everything that we do in the church is what I'm, you know, just Christians. The world will operate on its own. And I mean, the world's out there screaming at you, telling you what the world is. It's not even trying to hide it. I mean, these, these it's things, Satan shoes running around I mean, with blood in them. Come on I mean, now. It is what it is. I, the music video that I saw, like this, how, you know, we see all the things that are being canceled now, but you know, everybody can celebrate dude riding a stripper pole down to hell and, and lap dancing on the devil. Like that's cool. That's, you know, man. 
And then, and then they'll, it's, it's viewed as artistic because, yeah. well, no, of course he's not Satanist. Of course he's not worshiping Satan. He's just saying that all those stupid Christians over his whole life that told him he was going to go to hell. Well, he did, you know, like it's, it's just, it's so backwards. And, and I don't think we see how deep it's not that I think we, I know we don't see how deep that this goes and we don't see that depravity there of, of, you know, man, not only man, but in the void of God anywhere in this world, in this life, in this culture. I mean, it's, he is in within every believer, but if you think that, you know, you've got some kind of blessing and you think that you'll just be able to go on and just plan your life like normal, you know, in the, in the next 20, 40, 60 years, you know, like things are just going to, no, you're crazy. Because once society gets to this point, judgment comes soon after. They had given, God has given them up. They will literally get so evil, they will begin to destroy themselves that God intervenes in his judgment next time. Not for a believer, for believers, we're not, con you know, we are not, um, we're not destined to wrath. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. But judgment is coming upon the world for these things. And the very things that we keep seeing in the news and these things that just keep popping up and keep jumping right in front of our face, just keep screaming of how close in, 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 in the times and the seasons that we're in. And just the Lord is desperately trying to reach out to those that don't know him. And he's also desperately trying to, to reach out to the church. I think we, I think we have, I think the one blessing that we have right now is solid teachers standing up. There are some, absolutely the gospel. And, and that's a blessing from the Lord. That's because on how many blessing. churches are they sitting there with a packed room and they hear a knocking, someone banging on the door and guess who it is? Yeah, your it's Christ outside going. I'm, I'm not just, even in there. Yeah, I've just I've dismantled your church. I haven't. You you weren't you weren't a church to begin with. Yeah, I'm not in here. I'm not in your church. And you know that's that's what we. That's just what we keep seeing. And if you you judge that and you know that based off of scripture and based off of what. Paul tells us right here, he says, this is why. He's not speaking directly of America, no. He's, but he is if writing, exactly, he's <laughs> writing here to the church in Rome, warning the Romans, Roman Christians, this is what happened in the past, and this is how God deals with things. And that's exactly what scripture, you know, that's what, that's what Paul becomes very good in his letters. It, it reminding us, he's like, Hey, all these things that happened in the old Testament, 
all those things that happened to Israel and stuff, like that's the same God. And the same and, and ultimately this all there there's a judgment coming. There's the final judgment that's coming that is going to be larger and more catastrophic than anything that has ever occurred on the face of this earth ever. Like, do you understand how huge that is? Ever. Terrifyingly huge. We have never seen anything like this. And will never again. Like, there is no, ah, it's bad now, but it'll get worse later. No, will never again. No, because ultimately Earth will be destroyed and we have a new one. But it, it's, you know, this, this isn't, you know, it's, it's just funny because that information, you're like, oh, people are like, oh, wow, I don't, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's in Revelation. We're told all of these things. You know, that's it's in it's also in Isaiah, Jeremiah, the Old Testament prophets, just the whole Bible. Again, why I stand by the fact that Satan's greatest work that he has done within the church is to confuse us and pull us all away from understanding the end of times and the kingdom to come. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because the moment you truly understand biblically the promises and the hope that you have. You could care less about all the stuff of the world going on. You're like, that's cool. I, I'm just honestly sitting in the terminal of the airport right now. Like, I got a plane to catch. So, like, that's where my focus is. And that's fine. And, and I mean, I have all kinds of peace because I read Scripture and I see and I notice that, oh, man, I learned a lot of things from Israel and how God dealt with them. Man, if I take those things that he did and apply those to where I am now— Wow, that gives me a lot of really detailed information. It makes a lot of things make sense. It makes it makes, funny how that works. It, huh? Yeah, it's man, I can really make sense of the world around me. And now instead of being panicked and worried about these things, I I'm get good. it. <laughs> but it's not that I'm comfortable with that. It's wake up because literally, this is what it says, and and it's not just. It's not just one-sided. It's not just the obvious. It's not just the, the lap-dancing Satan or the guy that goes in and shoots up, you know, uh, massage. Uh, well, I mean, they, we call them massage parlors. <laughs> legal prostitution Le- legal rings prostitution is rings. Um, You know, and just, I don't know, that, that's, where was I at? It is in everything. It's in the movies that you're watching, the music that you're listening to, the things that are you're letting into your own home, attitudes. I mean, these are all these are literally all vessels for all of these things to come in. Not saying that we block these vessels from like we can we have to block every single thing coming in because we don't. We well, have freedom and and you can have common diligent. sense. Yeah. But you have to understand that we don't even know how deep this over-sexualized culture goes because it is so innocent. And I have seen it in so many different ways. I've seen it on Disney Channel before. I've come up going, going these are little children, little kids. And they're putting them in clothing that they should not wear and putting them in positions they should not be in. In these kids shows, and I don't watch TV. I don't. Of course, I don't watch kids shows. So it's whenever I come upstairs and I'll, I'll go through something, and there's a kids show on, and it's not nothing that that you know that anybody realizes if if you didn't think about how bad it was consistently. 
but when you look at it, you're just like, this is disgusting. Like, this is not necessary. Like, we don't, we, we don't have to do this. And this isn't the, you know, to, to get something across or to do something like this isn't necessary. Like, I don't, I don't know that we should ever have a, a, a show on TV that we have a bunch of little girls in bathing suits that are under the age of, of 10. Like, that just, like, I don't see the need for that. Like, why should, like, and then when you think about it, you go, well, why would there? Not that there's anything wrong with a, a, a little, I mean, my girls wear bathing suits in the pool. I mean, it's not, but why do we need to be watching that? And why does that need to be objectified on TV? Like, yeah, it's one thing, what? like, I know we, we have three, three of our four children are little girls, right? right. So I know. And these, maybe these are, the, these are the reasons why I think about these things yeah. now. It's because it's, it's just like is. protective father now. No, it is. But, you know, but you think about that just because, yes, do my daughters, and it is a real struggle. I mean, anybody on here who's a mom, and boys have it too, to a degree, but moms of girls, like, finding, being able to go to the store and purchase clothing that is modest cover, you know, all of the things that isn't giving an agenda to our daughters. It's difficult. I mean, thankfully for us, we only get our kids clothes from thrift stores. So I feel like that makes it slightly easier sometimes because you're getting somebody's old stuff anyways, that they've thrown out to go to the store and get the new stuff, you know, but like it is genuinely difficult to find things like when we were trying to find swimsuits for our girls, you know, it's as soon as it gets warm here, our kids are already asking for the pool to get put up and our kids are fish. I mean, right now you catch them in the Creek every day. Like as soon as that pool goes up, they live in it. Um, so the, having at least a couple swimwear options is very important, you know, for our house and trying to find something to even, properly and i'm talking we have a three-year-old an eight-year-old and a 10-year-old like it's difficult and once yeah. you hit teenager forget about it it's yeah. crazy and even if you want like a modest suit i mean those things cost 60 bucks i mean it's crazy right i i don't have 60 dollars to spend on every single child's swimsuit that's crazy and if they need a couple pairs forget it but it is difficult. And why is it difficult? That's the point. I think like the why, the reasoning, the heart of the matter to everything is what gets me. And, and what gets me is because we're living in a Romans world. Mm -hmm. We're living in that Romans one world where we're, we have been given up. But no, you know, we want to sit around in our churches and sing Kumbaya and pray for revival and for America to be made great and all the and other stuff. And we don't even like, know what's wrong. No, no. And it's like, you guys, we've been given, like there's so much of a bigger issue here. And, and that's where, again, I am much more offended. Uh, that's the big word we use these days by the church, my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ who cannot see the scripture before their eyes because they're so caught up in American Christianity. Mm -hmm. But yet we're over here posting and screaming and freaking out over Satan shoes. Okay. They're, they're, they're funky shoes. Like, what did you expect? Like, there... <laughs> Your iPhone's made with true blood too. Do you know how many people had to die for you to get that stupid overpriced phone? That's Come on now. You know what I mean? But there's a drop of blood that was willingly given and put in the, like, okay, big whoop. Yeah. it's. I, I mean, I feel like the issue is so much bigger and all the Christians yelling and screaming. It's the same thing like when we were screaming at Disney for, you know, what's his face being gay in the Beauty and the Beast remake. It's like Disney's satanic, like across the board. 
Yeah, can... do you know how many things that we've dealt with Disney over the years? Yeah, like, but, but now please, you... get your church yeah, group please. together and take your vacation yeah. to Disney World. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's so much, there's such a bigger issue Let's here. Let's boycott Target. Yeah, it, it's just like, oh my gosh, how, how are we not seeing that? Well, because we are biblically illiterate. Yeah. And know nothing of the, the, the theology. Nobody's sound. Nobody, why? Why? Yeah, why and, don't we care? And that is, I just know, and I, I mean, I have family like this, and it's... This you, is unfortunately you, the you definition of our family. You can't smell the own crap, as a better word, on your knees. And that's what um, was is really amazing about the lyric in The Beautiful People of By the Marilyn Manson. Manson. Yeah. Um, because it's because unfortunately it's so true because he is speaking specifically of christians in that point and he's saying that you can't see the forest through the trees you can't see what's in front of you you can't see what you're doing you yourself are doing you can only see a person everybody out there right like like that is is explicitly evil and and you fail to realize what's wrong with yourself and with your own life and that's the true victory of Satan. It is. <laughs> that, and that, that is, that and that is. is far more concerning to the salvation of your children, to the future world that we're going to have. That is far more concerning than Satan's shoes. And who were the girls at the recent music awards or whatever with the whole thing, oh, whatever, that, rap, whatever, the, whatever the, that yeah, was. Ugh. I don't even know their names. But the, Carly B, I think. Whatever. So the, the, this the other one. stuff we were talking about, though, concerning far more detrimental oh yeah than that and but guess how many christians i saw freaking out about which i mean it was disgusting it's funny because all of them are coming out going y'all are y'all are the reason why we're like we're allowed to do this is because you're creating this culture you are creating this this has been this has been created this has been a monster that you know the this always this is Frankenstein all over again. Like this is yeah. something that just gets created and you don't even realize it. And I see that left and right because, you know, we'll have a problem with this stuff, but God forbid you call out false doctrine in the church. Oh, heavens to Betsy. Oh gosh. Forget how about that. hateful and evil and, and how, Oh man. Then we'll talk, man. You're you, so you're preaching faith by works. <laughs> like that's the other heretics cry that comes up. It's like, Okay. Wow. Well, wake up because we are living in a Romans one world yeah. and it's, it's not a world again. It's, it's, I'm going to be your, your, um, your bad news for the day and say that it's not a world that continues to get better because that's not what scripture says. And I believe scripture more than I believe your stupid thoughts. Anybody, anybody, <laughs> including that's our what own. I mean. And, and I mean, exactly. It's uh, in, what does God's in, word say in the story? Thank you. And it's you know, scripture doesn't indicate anything getting better. People claim that it does, um, in, in places, and that's simply not true. Um, but let's, I, I mean, it's it's seriously something that we as believers need to start thinking about and need, need to start adjusting and realizing it is, yeah. that it's not. You know, this is, it, it's not because of morality. It's, it's a, because we refuse to adhere to it. Yeah. It, it's not, you know, and, and that's where the world is wrong is it's saying, well, these things are occurring because, 
you know, um, this, this suppressed, it's no, nobody refuses to, to live by God's word and to hold these things higher than what society does. So it's, um, you know, I, I don't know, consider it. Don't say I didn't warn you. You know, one day when you wake up and it's going to be too late, there's all sorts of crazy things happening on and you can't figure out why. <laughs> but again, this is that be point, very obvious. But this is that point right here too. this plea to get out. I mean, I, I after this past weekend with having family members around, like I'm struggling to not pull my entire family together in one room and just scream at the top of my lungs. Like what is wrong with you people? For those of you living in sin and adamantly not caring about living a life however you want it, regardless of the what God's word says that you know that it says, right? Like I just, I don't get it. I just want to shake you, you know, like what are you doing? But then at the same time, for those of us who are believers, who are still toying with sin. Oh, that's so much who, worse. Who are still so toying with the love of the worse. world, who are seeing those that you love and care about walking as an enemy of the cross, living quite literally in a way that will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Yet you as a believer won't even say anything. Won't even in love step yeah. out to try to snatch that person from the fire. What's wrong with you? Seriously. What is wrong with you? Why does that person's salvation not matter to you? Right? So for those of us who are believers, who are still, you, you want know, to be loving careful the, about how you go course, about I'm it. I'm not saying go and attack people, but, but that's not even, I'm saying it's not even coming on our radar though. You know no, what I it's mean? Not. Like we're so worked up over these other things, but it's like we as followers, why are we not waking up? Why are we not questioning? Why are we not digging into God's word? Why are we not living though? As if there is a ticking time bomb sitting in our hands and like the time is now you're not promised tomorrow. What are you doing? Yeah. But we're not, we're asleep. We're comfortable. We're loving the world. You know what I mean? It's heartbreaking. I've gotten so many messages over the past. This topic has come up over the past few weeks. So much of March Madness, which I, we don't follow sports and the whole thing just makes me so annoyed. I want to poke my eyeballs out, but of watching this and it's like, oh, we can't. Hubby's busy. March Madness. You know, all of these things keep coming March up in Madness, so many different ways. And I'm like, you, that is so much. March Madness idolatry. is literally one. Of, it is the, literally the most pointless. It's so stupid. Ridiculous. Like if, everything. If you're a guy that is involved in this, grow up. Yeah. Like seriously, just grow up. Like, because they get obsessed. It's, it, it ha, it's a cult. It has nothing to do with like, and I'm a guy. Like, I know what this is. And again, no shame. None. Can't go to church. None. Can't do this. Can't be in, and like I, all of this. No shame. Let me say that I am a guy that likes sports too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But that, and it's not, people have fun. It's not even that people only go, oh, oh, you're being stupid because it's just for fun. It's no, people don't just have fun with it. They get obsessed yeah. and you know, they get obsessed and they let their family go. They let their relationship with the Lord go basketball and these, this garbage starts coming before the Lord. And it's ridiculous. It's like, that's not, you're not serving the Lord by doing that. And, and yeah, you're telling me if this is your last day you live and I you're standing this before God tonight, so that's how much in the church. Time. There's, there's well, like right, on church signs on and stuff and... on, you know, for March, Man like, why is the church involved in this? The, like, why is this? The, no, 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 no. 
Well, remember the first time we were at a church out here in North Carolina and they all on Sunday wore their jerseys to church and it was like a thing? I'm like, what is is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Okay, if you like watching a sports team, okay, if you like it. Is it idolatry though? Again, and maybe that's a podcast that I should do because I think that there, there's a lot to that. Again, I'm, you're, I'm talking to somebody who is, a, but I can take sports. I can take them and leave them now. It's not well, because something do you hold it with an open hand. I do. Now I didn't. There was times in my life that I didn't. Yeah. I did not idolatry. I, I was so into NASCAR. I didn't go to church on Sundays. Yeah. You couldn't because it would interrupt the race. I didn't want to miss pre-race. I didn't want to miss anything like that. I didn't. So I wouldn't go. Yesterday we watched the dirt race at Bristol and had a blast. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like totally different time. Exactly. Yesterday was Monday though. So that was a good day before. Day after Sunday. So thank God it didn't happen on Sunday. Oh, thank goodness. Right? (laughs) But yeah, just don't. We can't be okay with being in this form of idolatry. And we have to see what is idolatry. If... Our constant thoughts. What is, what's your first thought when you wake up in the morning? Yep. And I, this, has been, this has been something that's been put on my heart um, even recently. Like, what are you thinking about first thing? Is it about sports? Is it about what? Like, it doesn't matter what. Is it about Work? your wife, your yeah, kid? What, what is it? What is it that dominates your thoughts? Well, that's why I love that. You can tell where your walk with the Lord is by checking two books. Your schedule book and your checkbook. Yeah, exactly. Where do you spend your time? Where do you spend your money? Because real quick, you can get to the heart of the issue by checking those two things. But that's something that you don't just check once and you're good, you know, pass, go, collect $200. This is something that we as followers of Christ must hold that mirror up and ask ourselves every single day. And guess what? Some days you're going to suck at it. Some days you're like at the end of the day going, Lord, I am sorry. My priorities were way off today. So you tell me you wake up on Sunday, you think about how it's church, and you don't think about how it's the Tampa Bay game, <laughs> or the the you know baseball. I guess now it's baseball starting soon, so um, you know Trevor Bauer's out there pitching, and people that know that I like the Dodgers now. But, like I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> you know, is it like what kind of season is is this going to be? You know, it's it's. Uh, this is just what dominates our thoughts. And, and in these things, um, sports has also been a very sneaky way to over-sexualize yeah. something. Um, but don't be sitting here freaking out over Satan's shoes when you're also spending the rest of your day focusing on March Madness and looking yeah, for... It's, just a, it's, I mean, a, it's a whole it different Home idol. design, whatever it's it a, is. It's a different idol. It's yeah. just... A, I mean, it's, and that's exactly what it is. It's the same thing. But no, Satan's shoes are the problem yeah. with the world today. Okay. I mean, if that bracket is causing... If, you're, if your family isn't right and that bracket is causing issues in your family or if that game you bet it on... Or the time that you're spending now and you're, you know, because again, it's not college football out here in North, like that where we are down south, like that is way more what dominates than the NFL. It's, it's college football in, in church out here is, is I've, I've literally heard sermons like, yeah, about like around football, like themed in this, in it's disgusting. it's if this is what you are doing, you really need to self-reflect 
and you really need to understand that this is an idol. This is exactly those things that we we don't. This is the part of scripture that we don't like. That we don't. We're like, no, I don't. Well, no, not if. You know, well, no, that's not. I don't like. Oh, you're so. Stop making excuses. Because that's the way that it is. And if you think that I'm wrong, go look around at the world and you can explain it that way. Yeah. <laughs> because if we were a lot better at this, things would look a lot different. And they don't. So, take it to prayer. Go serve your king.